Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Help is hard to find on the out-of-town scoreboard. We hear from Evgeny Kuznetsov and Peter Laviolette this morning, and longtime D.C. sports reporter Brian McNally sits down with Ben. Good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, March 28th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. As the days of the regular season dwindle down and the Capitals are on the outside of the playoff picture, they are very reliant at the moment on the kindness of strangers. While the team was idle last night, there were a lot of Eastern Conference playoff contenders in action. That kindness from strangers' parts... Yeah, not so much. The Ottawa Senators moved past the Capitals in the East race last night, dropping the Florida Panthers 5-2 at Canadian Tire Center. Florida has now dropped four in a row in regulation for the first time all season, and obviously at the worst possible time, but the Senators are now five points back of Pittsburgh for the eighth and final spots. The Buffalo Sabres earned a point in a shootout loss at home last night against Montreal, 4-3 the final there. Buffalo now is one point clear of the Caps in the East, and they still have a game in hand. And the New York Islanders throttled the New Jersey Devils with a big third period last night. Isles win 5-1. to one. So with all of that in mind, here is what the Eastern Conference wildcard race looks like this morning. The Islanders with a win took a big step toward locking down a spot. 85 points for the Isles with seven games to go. That is three better now than Pittsburgh at 82, but the Penguins still have nine games left. Florida, despite massive struggles, still in ninth with 79 points and eight games to play. Buffalo with a point last night, now in 10th with 77. Nine games left there. Ottawa in 11th, eight games to go and with 77 points. And the Capitals, sadly, now in 12th place, eight games to go with 76. Any combination of points that the Islanders get or the Capitals don't, totaling eight, Washington cannot catch New York for a playoff spot. That'll leave only Pittsburgh. Worse, perhaps, for the Caps now. Three non-playoff teams sit between them and the final wildcard spot. Really, only one game to watch tonight on the out-of-town board. Pittsburgh is in action this evening. They'll play in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena. A win by the Pens tonight, and the Capitals would be eight back of a spot with just over two weeks to go. The Capitals have reached the playoffs every season since 2014-2015. That was Evgeny Kuznetsov's rookie campaign. Following the Caps' practice yesterday in Arlington, Kuznetsov weighed in on the feeling around the team as they remain on the outside of the playoffs with eight to go. There is still still hopes, right? Still chances. And I don't even want to put that thought in my head that we're going to miss it. So I'm going to focus and I'm, I'm going to push in for that chance because as soon as I'm going to put in my head that we're out, it will be hard to come back next day and, and work because now we're still hoping, we're still working on that. And I know there is not a lot of chances left after the last game, but I know it sounds funny, but we we got to believe in something and, and we got to make sure that we do everything that's in our power to 
to be able to talk about that after. We mentioned it during the game broadcast Saturday and again here on the show yesterday. But Dylan Strom has been among the bright spots for the Capitals with 20 points in his last 14 games and a first-year cap now up to 57 points on the season. With Strom just one point shy of establishing a new career high, Peter Laviolette yesterday weighed in on what's allowed Strom to transition so easily in his first year in Washington. He's been really good for us, and so some of his, I think some of his best stretches have been with Alex on the left wing. I think that he's he's a guy that can make plays, but yet he's capable of scoring goals. He had you know the big goal that he had against Pittsburgh to to put us back in it, and so I think he's a, a pretty well-rounded player. I think he does a good job on the power play because he can make plays. He sees the ice, he attacks into areas where he sets himself up, and he's got the capability of scoring goals. He has a good release, he has a good wrist shot, and so he's been a really good, well-rounded player for us, an important player for us. Longtime Capitals beat reporter and friend of the show, Brian McNally, has got a new gig these days. He's the director of content for NBC Sports Washington. He does most of his work from the office these days, but he made a cameo appearance at MedStar Capitals Iceplex on Monday and spent some time chatting with Ben about his memories on the beat, the current state of the franchise, and Alex Ovechkin's chase of history. We've dusted off the cobwebs here and mothballs. Brian McNally stumbling into the MedStar Capitals Iceplex, former longtime Capitals beat reporter, now the director of content with NBC Sports Washington. Good to have you back in Northern Virginia here. Brian, what brought you in today? Ben, uh, our good friend Tarek El-Bashir said, uh, what'd you get lost? Why are you, why are you here? But uh, just out here for some meetings and to chat with some people, you know, end of season stuff. But yeah, it's... Uh, it's good to be back out here. Good to see the same familiar faces and uh, hopefully get out to a game here before the uh, before the end of the year. But our Caps content crew is busy putting stuff together here as they uh, try to hang in the, in the playoff race. Uh, I know it's been, been tough here the last couple of weeks. We've enjoyed seeing you progress over these past few years. We make fun. Corner office, Brian McNally now at NBC Sports Washington. Longtime beat reporter here, though, with the Capitals, really over the course of a decade plus, we'll say, really for the bulk of the start of the Ovechkin era. You miss it. You don't miss it. Memories of 10-plus years on the beat. The cup comes to mind, but you were really here for the growth of the Ovechkin era. Yeah, that's the cool part, Ben, is to, to have seen it kind of from the beginning. Just remembering the crowds, you know how, I mean, like the early OV crowds were just catching on, right? Even when he was dropping 60 goals, it took that playoff year with Bruce, that first season to kind of really get the entire town behind the team. And to see that and then the direct line to the cup, it took a lot of ups and downs and highs and lows to get there. God knows I was in enough rough locker rooms at end of seasons to uh, last a lifetime. But those are, that's the stuff you remember, man. Like, like when you cover a team day to day, you're at practices, you're, you know, maybe you make some trips with the team on the road, all that kind of stuff. And then it all crystallizes down into that one or two or three Stanley Cup playoff series, and then it, it ends short of where they want. It's an incredible thing to cover and to see the reactions and the, how people deal with that adversity. That's the stuff I kind of miss. I, I miss that kind of day-to-day chronicling of, of, of those, those teams and getting to know those players as people and telling their stories and that kind of stuff. That was, that was the fun part for me. It always was. 
I remember years ago we did a podcast together at NBC Sports Washington, a decade in review. I think we rambled on for a really long time. There's a lot to cover. As always. But we referenced it. It was, it was the good old days. And you got to cover this team during what years and decades from now folks will look back and say those were the good old days. You don't always realize it when you're in them, but that's what it was. Yeah, I mean... Ben, you know this, like we get visiting writers come into town and you get to chat with them. The Montreal writers always fascinated me, right? Because they like they had seen they were usually an older crew and they had seen so many like incredible hockey moments in these incredible teams. And you kind of look back on it and, you know, obviously the Caps didn't win four cups in five years or anything like that. That's a, a thing that very, very rarely happens. But it was a glory era it was an era that fans will be telling their kids about like oh i remember when mike green did this and you know Ovi did that and the snovechkin game and all just think about all the different playoff series with the rangers and and the penguins and koozie's goal and all that kind of good stuff like you know it's 10 11 years but it all kind of at the time felt like one big long mm-hmm. journey it was. It's an amazing thing to have kind of seen it from start to finish, pretty much, and not really finished because yep. Ovi's still going at this point. So, 42 goals as we talk. I mean, I don't know, man. 50 seems a stretch at this point. Goal per game here. He could do eight games, eight games, eight goals. We've we've, <laughs> we've seen him. Uh, we've seen him do more incredible things than even that. So, wouldn't put it past him if uh, if he added one more 50 to to the ledger. Team-wise here, when you reference the era, still open. The core is still here. Ovechkin, Carlson, Backstrom, etc. This year, though, objectively speaking, this has been far different than anything we've really experienced over the past 15 years, even from afar, not necessarily here on a daily basis. What do you make of a season here where this is rare? Because, Brian, even in 2014, when they missed the playoffs, they were buyers at the trade deadline. We really have not had a season like this, the way it's unfolded. It's really been some time. What do you make of the way it's, it's gone this year? Yeah, kind of impressive i mean you you sell and trade some of the key players and and guys who are going to be free agents so we knew we know the deal when that happens that you know contracts are running out and you want to get assets back and doesn't look like you're making the playoffs so i you know you totally understand why the moves were made but then they kind of hung around anyway and and you know a couple of these games go the other way they're right in the mix here at the end so it is very much setting up for you know next season and you know i think with alex really having a a two-year chase of Gretzky coming up. I think the Caps are pretty cognizant of we're going to spend to the limit. We're going to make sure that there's a team around him that can get back to the playoffs. And remember that that last non-playoff team, they bounced right back. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't win the President's Trophy the next year, but they were back in the mix pretty quickly. I think that was the Rangers' year, sec- yep. second round, right? So they came within a, a goal of the conference final. When you have the core pieces in place, health, you know, obviously is a huge issue there, but if you have the core pieces in place and then you just have to kind of build around them, it's a lot easier to get back at it really quick than if you're in a, a tough spot like some other, you know, former champions are right now where it's just not, they just don't have the players or the horses to, to think that way. It's, it's a longer term play for them. Final couple, we'll put the spotlight on Ovechkin here. You referenced 42 goals, so eight away from 50 this season. 73 away from passing Wayne Gretzky for number one all time. I don't know if you could think back to where you realized realistically 
he's got a shot, and number 99 is, in fact, a realistic possibility. But having seen him so often early on in his career, what do you make of the fact that he's still doing this at age 37 in his 18th campaign? Oh, I mean, absurd that you could still play at that level and be so good at that that skill, so good at putting the puck in the net, that you're still doing it as you close in on 40. I mean, you know, I, I think... Ben, I saw did uh, did Pasternak get his first fiftieth goal, fifty yep, goal yep. season, right? That's a huge deal, right? That's aw- that guy's an awesome player. By the way, first for the Bruins in almost thirty years That's since nineteen ninety four. But that tells you as well that these things they don't grow on trees. Fifty goal scores. It's not like the Bruins have had bad teams, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that that tells you more. I, I think more than anything, like this guy has been able to do that consistently for almost his entire career. And there were lockouts in there. There were other. Uh, seasons cut, you know, short. Even then, one of the, didn't one of the uh, shortened seasons. He still had 32 goals, right? Yeah, yeah. He had 32 and 48. Might yeah. have been another 50 goal uh, season. So uh, the know, COVID year, he had 49 or 48, yeah. and the season was put on pause after 69 games. Yeah. I mean, that's the stuff. I mean, I guess it doesn't surprise you at this point. That, you know, this is just what he does. He's just they know what he's going to do. He knows they know he's <laughs> what he's going to do. Well, when, when, when did you think 99 was? Oh, uh, probably. Uh, Probably 500, right? Because that came, was that 16, 2016? I think at that point you looked at his age and were like, he's going to have to stay healthy. But if he does, he should be, he should be there. He should be on the way to it. And now we're, now we're here. I'm kind of like the journey from there to here, the cup happened in the middle, like a lot has gone on. But yeah, to me that went, once he hit 500 midway, kind of midway through that uh, 16, 15, 16 season, I guess, like. Then you kind of said, game on here. I, I think he's going to get it. And then he put up so much numbers that you were like, okay, at the end of every year, like he's definitely in the mix. And he only needs 200 more. And mm-hmm. it, even that sounded kind of far-fetched at the time. But to do this over the length of time he's done it is what makes it stand out and, and so incredible. All right, we'll leave you with this, bringing it full circle. We introduced you here as the director of content with NBC Sports Washington, Monumental Sports Network in the mix as well. Ovechkin chasing Gretzky. That's content right there. The next two years, this thing writes itself, right? You get fancy graphics, you get interviews, you get articles, you get videos. Can't ask for much more as a director of content here. We, uh, we shouldn't be hurting for it, uh, <laughs> Ben, at all. We're going to, uh, yeah, we're the network, you know, a lot of, uh, obviously, a lot of changes upcoming to it. We're excited to be part of the, the monumental family here officially as of, you know, September. So, um, you know, this year we were continuing on with what we did but there's going to be a lot of exciting changes i think coming up here in the future that line up perfectly with Mm -hmm. following a guy who's going to set one of the greatest records in sports history so we're going to be uh, happy to be along for the journey and uh, take our fans along with us it's always great when bmax around the rink that's brian mcnally with ben yesterday in arlington another day of practice today back to game action tomorrow it's the capitals and the new york islanders Tomorrow at 7, airtime will be at 6.45 on 106.7 The Fan and Caps Radio 24-7. Heard at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.